0: Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate Podcast. I'm Tim Calloway. I've got a great guest for you today, uh, Dana Fitzpatrick from Fitzpatrick & Company, a realtor in Seattle, Seattle's east side, Brainbridge, Brainbridge Island, and Mercer Island area. Dana was actually voted by Brainbridge Island residents as the best realtor of 2021. And the best part is, and what I'm most excited to hear about, and we'll probably hear a little more about it at the end of the conversation, He's actually visited over 45 countries. We could probably talk about that for some time. Welcome to the show, Dana. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you know, let, let's just start at the beginning. You know, how did how did you get into real estate? I know you, you had a little bit of different background starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how you got started and how you get to where you are today.
1: Well, I actually... Um, I started my career in corporate America and uh, worked predominantly in product and marketing, um, was a consultant for a while, um, was a retailer for a bit, um, and really had a a very strong career, um, but always felt like I wanted, I always wanted to go into real estate. Um, And even in my career, I found that I was really trying to pull myself to things that were more human, um, that were more centered on that human experience. And um, I think around, uh, you know, probably around five years ago, I kind of came to the realization that it's like, you know, this won't happen <laughs> unless I just make mm-hmm. it happen. And so I made the decision at that point to at least do a feasibility in terms of what I thought I could do in the real estate market and where what kind of, you know, service niche I could have and, um, and, you know, determined that I could find a path forward there. So so, yeah, so not I have kind of a more traditional business background with an MBA and, um, you know, kind of these, you know, succession of roles from, you know, a product manager to vice president. But ultimately, that has served me really well in moving into real estate because of that business discipline.
0: Right. So tell me a little bit about that transition. So, you know, is it mm-hmm. is day day one you go, OK, goodbye, corporate America, day two? Uh, You know, you walk into your own office or, you know, did you start Mm -hmm. with a team or how did that, how did that
1: look? Well, so I started with a business plan um, and I started with really kind of the pillars of what that business plan would be. So what was my market niche? Um, What did I want to be known for? What did I think my growth rate could be? You know, how, um, you know, what did my sphere look like? You know, what what was the feasibility and kind of the cash flow possible for a business. Um, And then I looked for a mentor and that was really important to me is that not only did, I felt like a lot of people would comment and say like, Hey, if you do three deals the first year, you're going to do great. And that three deals, your first year will be six deals your second year. And that second, you know, know, after six deals, you're going to do 10 or 12 deals. And that was really not very gratifying for me (laughs) to hear that. And so I made, I really went and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to intern, like, I'm going to go back and kind of cast away all my hubris and just say, whatever you need done, I'm going to do. So if you need flyers, I'm going to do flyers. And if you need to put signs up, I'm going to do signs. If I'm going to attend well inspections, I'll attend the well inspection. And I just, I felt like more than anything, you needed to get that momentum in order to be able to be able to practice real estate.
0: Right. So have, have things changed for you now that you've evolved so much into who you are now? Uh, you know, you talked about, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll come in and I'll I'll put out flyers. You know, I talk I talk to folks all the time at, uh, on the retail side that are like, you know, we still do a lot of the basics that they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago. I I tell the story all the time. It was when I was 14 years old, and I wanted to buy a moped, uh, and. and And so my neighbor was a realtor and she gave me flyers in my hand and, you know, I canvassed neighborhoods for, and I got like 20 bucks a day. Um, So, you know, is there still a lot of boots on the ground or do you see more of the transition like with social media and things like that, or is that amalgamation of the two?
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting. I feel like that's something that keeps me up at night a lot. Like it's something I spend a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. and one of those things, is it kind of comes back to me thinking back my to my corporate career and being a manager there and that idea of what is your highest best purpose. Right. And so at some point, you maybe have the skill set to do those things and you can go canvas your own neighborhood, but is that your highest use of your time. Um, I have five children. And so I am a very regimented individual. Um, my schedule is very specific and very orchestrated. And so I am trying to be smart about the things that don't need me to be part of the process yeah. um, and and to recognize that when there is a better process to be had and when you are the limiting factor. So that happens to me a lot. And I've, I've really tried to put good people around me so that I am not sacrificing growth for um, because of my own limitations and my own time management.
0: Right. Right. So interesting enough you you have five children and I want to get into mm-hmm. family here in a little bit but I want to first kind of talk about the integration balance you know people call it different yeah. things of that and and what you do because it you know being in the real estate market and to be successful you have to do successful things right you mean you have to do mm-hmm. things that make you successful and that's a lot of time you know it's a, sometimes it can be a 7 day a week uh, you know, twenty four hour a day project. um how how have you balanced that? and you know, is, is that working? and how do you do it?
1: well, i don't I don't think it ever works. You know, I feel like every day is a dance. and i, yeah. I you know a lot of a lot of that, that's a question I think women get asked a lot. you know, yeah. it's like, how do you do it all? And like the reality is, I don't. I don't do it all. And I w- I had been a working mom forever. And when, um, when we started having kids, you know, years ago, my husband was a medical student and, you know, it was not an option for me not to work. And oh, so then you really kind of step down and say, okay, well, if I'm the breadwinner, like I'm going to show up the next day, like I'm going to show up and I need to take this seriously. And then you start thinking, well, what, like, what am I going to feel more or less guilt around? Like, you know, you're going to feel some guilt somewhere, somehow, some way. So what are you going to feel more guilty about? And what are you going to feel less about? And I kind of came to the realization that like, I never really felt like guilty of someone else gave my child a bath. Right. You know? And so when I come home, like my, and it's, it's hilarious now because my kids still treat me like I'm a rock star.
0: And (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to delegate
1: the things. Like I haven't done a load of laundry in years. Like I don't do any laundry. My husband does a lot of that. My husband has a very flexible work schedule. Um, and so he's home a lot and, um, but I just, I just have made the decision to not feel guilty about those things. Um, because there's, you know, the, the two limiting resources are always time and money. And so you can solve one for one, Right. And, you know, it's, it's not always elegant, but at the same time, like if you're, if you're not working on your highest, best use and you're not really working your plan, um, you know, you're going to sacrifice them both.
0: Yeah, for sure uh, you know, my, my spouse and I, she, we, we both, we kind of almost do the same things. We're mm-hmm. in opposite offices right now, but our children are 29 down to 22. So we've kind of passed that mm-hmm. phase. Never felt that day of guilt about any of it in our life and nor should, should you, you know? No.
1: Well, and I think my kids, my kids see that I work hard right? and they see that and they see, um, you know, and I, I think a lot about, you know, especially now, I don't think when I was working in like a high t- like a, you know, a skyscraper that they had the same appreciation for that but they see it all the time now so like when i'm out in the community and people come up to me and go oh my gosh your mom did xyz for me and you know i can yeah. tell that they're proud right. you know, And they're proud they're proud that they are part you know that i'm doing this for them um yeah. they're proud to participate in it um and i really like the fact that they my little ones were little they would put on heels and say like i'm going to the office
0: nice instead
1: of saying like nice. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a wedding yeah, and I think that that's a really important thing to role model for young girls, especially. Sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Being a being a role model inside the home is where it all starts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So before we get into a little more about you know uh, the the that side of your life, I'll ask one more question, kind of about business and and what it. You know, we know where you you kind of came from. We see where you're at now um tell me you know what do you see yourself and and you know fitzpatrick and company where do you see that over the course of the next five years
1: well you know that's interesting is i feel like every every quarter i feel like there's been a big market change you know whether it's uh, interest rates whether it's the pandemic whether it's coming out of the pandemic and so i i have actually tried to Be a little bit more micro focused on what my projections are like my growth my year my goal this year was um like my first two years i had tremendous growth so like my first year i think i did 30 some 35 36 transactions and my second year i did 50 something and this year i'll probably be in the 40s and you know i i actually feel like that's okay like i feel like you can only perform what the market performs Right. And so that's my goal. Like my goal is to take is to think about market share. My goal is to think about penetration. My goal is to lower my um, bottom line, so that I'm I'm more profitable. Like and so that's kind of the metrics that I'm working on within my business right now. Gotcha. Um, top line, I'm less worried about because I feel like the market has to dictate that.
0: Yes. Can, I just want to discuss bottom line real quick. I told mm-hmm. you, do, you do have a team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone that has a team, their bottom line is so important, you know, because uh, you're some most of your best assets walk in and out the door every day. Right. Um, what is it? What is it taken to build that team? And, and what do you look for in your team members?
1: Um, well, I think I look for cultural fit probably more than anything um, is and just a real spirit of generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I have team members who are more junior, um, and are kind of growing in their career. And I think that's great. But, you know, even that said, like it's a full partnership, you know, even though I probably produce more revenue and more mm-hmm. needs and more sales, it's still that partnership of, of having those people around, um, and executing to the best for, on behalf of a client um that's really probably what i look for mostly is like the ability to to orchestrate well within a group so that um roles responsibilities are defined it's trusting and reliable and it creates a really really positive client experience
0: do you ever see yourself moving out of production and purely into you know uh running the team or you know build building that that brand entity Fitzpatrick and (laughs) company
1: I could yeah yeah I mean I think it depends on what I find satisfying and right now you know I I find the product of a house to be really interesting and gratifying nice so I like I I'm not but I'm not one to like I can I can feel areas where I would I would start to feel like it could be rote and so I you know I suspect there's times where if I start to you know feel that um something is repetitive um and this happened to me recently someone was complaining about packing and they were like oh it's really hard to move and I was like yep you know and it's like but I wasn't as empath I was not as empathetic as I wanted to be and I was thinking like how like it's probably time for me to focus on something else in the business for a little bit because when I stop being empathetic then I'm not I'm not really in it I'm not really in it sure um but the idea of 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 a home is so loaded with um, symbolism and with functionality, and it's an investment vehicle. Um, it's a gift for many folks. It's a part of their estates, sure. um, and so I really like. I really like that element of it right now. Um, but I can't deny the fact that, like, my head definitely leans more towards business.
0: Yeah, you think that just that comes from your background? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, it's a. It, it's a it's an interesting dance. You know, you, you'd mentioned that term earlier. It is an interesting, interesting dance when you start building that team and you start seeing the opportunities around you developing and you're like, okay. And they're not fires at all. You know, it's not like, go put out the fire, go put out the fire, go put out the fire. It's Mm -hmm. let's go build, let's go build, let's go build, you know, let's, let's do the satiate these things. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it's enjoyable though. And I, and I can totally relate to the empathy uh, part of it that you talked about at the beginning of the conversation that's you know it's very important to at least acknowledge it from the beginning right mm-hmm. not, not, the only way to 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 work around it is acknowledgement mm-hmm. um, so let's talk about the fun stuff name every country you've been to no mm-hmm. <laughs> uh tell me about your your travels uh 45 countries plus is that correct yeah yeah,
1: yeah. last time i counted, it was 45 um and I, I don't actually know if i have a direct number Um, I, yeah, I love to travel. So, and um, obviously with kids, like we travel less, you know, than we used to, Um, but I still, I make it, I make it a pretty big priority. Um, I spent a lot of years doing international business. And so I spent a lot of time just, you know, seeing different places and, and sometimes really enjoying the culture. And sometimes it's like just having a stop in and spending some time at the, the Hilton. Um, so I can't say like, I've had uh, like really, really quality, um, right. cultural experiences in all those places, but I do really love to travel. And then, um, and two of my children are adopted internationally. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a son from Ethiopia and a daughter from Haiti. Okay. And so we have spent a lot of time in those countries in particular.
0: Gotcha. Any favorite places or anywhere that's, uh, of, of utmost interest that, say uh, those of us that are not world travelers or have been to 45 yeah. countries that we should we should definitely see and not pass up
1: well so I will say I finished my business school in Paris and so that's kind of always been like a very soft um, spot for me and I recently took my kids uh, two of my kids there and had um, and that was a really fun experience with with family to go back and visit there um, my favorite city ever uh, it's probably Istanbul in Turkey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, guess it's a really just a loaded with history, loaded with um, like so much um, depth around the cultures and the religions and the wars that have come right. through there. The food's amazing. So there's, um you know, I think a lot of like my travels is, just, you know, my desire is just to eat better. And like, I love to eat good food.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I always say you know, and I, and I haven't traveled abroad that much, you know, onesie twosies, uh, but, you know, I always tell my kids now that they're adults and they're developed and developing, developing mm-hmm. their own families and things like that, um, you know, we have, we're going to Italy next year and some my, and then my son on his honeymoon is going to Greece and, I always say, you know, there's just so much out there that was here, you know, that was there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, thousands of years and thousands of years before our our 200 some odd years of existence here in the states, uh, and and those are the places that I really feel, and that's and it's pretty much everywhere, right? I mean, mm-hmm. outside of the North American uh, continent, but uh, yeah, fascinating, and I'm I'm envious, so definitely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, we're winding down here, and, you know, I always like to, uh, as most of our listeners know, kind of, like, give the floor uh, to our guests, and if there's anything, kind of, last word of the day uh, you'd like to share.
1: No, I think, I mean, I, I recognize that, like, it's it's been challenging for a lot of folks, and I think my greatest... Um, kind of piece of advice has been just to go back to the basics and, you know, work the system and, you know, uh, experiment and, uh, set, set up for the next year, because I think a lot of folks have really felt very unsteady coming out of the last couple months. Sure. And, um, not that that will change dramatically, but I know for me, like that's something that's really like having, having good, good business planning and good mechanics is probably going to be a big, big part of what leads me into
0: 2023 fantastic I, th- I think that's great advice on the business planning end of it far too mm-hmm. many come into the business uh or even gosh far too many have been in the business uh for for some time and have, have you know they wing it or they maybe they had a mentor and mm-hmm. you know they're following in those footsteps but put a bp together put a business plan together uh and follow it and i'm sure there's there's great success behind mm-hmm. that
1: yeah. if someone yep. wanted to get well, go ahead No, no, no! I just, I totally agree. It's, it's the document I use every single day. Every single day, I use my
0: business plan. They don't give you one when you take the exam. No, (laughs) (laughs) we make that joke a lot. They should give out a plan for success after you take the exam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so uh, how can people get in touch with you? uh, You know, if they want to reach out to you in the Seattle area, or, or even maybe just come to you for some advice, how can they? How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So I would say the website, it's Dana Um, That's probably the easiest place to find me. Otherwise you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Dana Fitzpatrick.
0: All right. Fantastic. Dana, thanks so much for being on the show. We really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot thanks. of work, the wisdom there. So uh, I, I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy it very much. You have a great rest of the day.
1: Sounds good. Thanks. Nice Bye. Bye-bye.